I'm at Camden BRI Day 2010. I'm talking to Roy Betts, Head of Microbiology, about predictive microbiology and challenge testing and what they can offer. Predictive microbiology and challenge testing, when would someone use one rather than the other? Well, predictive microbiology and challenge testing are both ways to establish how quickly microorganisms can grow within a food product and therefore give an indication of shelf life. Predictive microbiology being a computer-based system uh, enables you to get uh, answers very much more quickly than doing a practical microbiological experiment. So you would use it as an adjunct, as a help, to try to start to set your shelf life. Predictive microbiology will give you a view as to how quickly microorganisms can grow and an idea of what the shelf life might actually be. So challenge testing, how would challenge testing contrast with that then? Challenge testing, you would tend to use after predictive microbiology because there you use the actual food product itself. Predictive microbiology, you can only give an indication as to some of the physical parameters like pH and water activity and temperature. So it can't actually cope with the real chemical constituents of the food. So the predictive microbiology gives you an idea of shelf life. Shelf life challenge testing, you actually inoculate the food product itself with the microorganisms you're interested in and get a real view as to whether that organism can grow or not and how fast it grows. So if I'm, for example, a manufacturer who's developing a new product or reformulating a new product, I might use the predictive to give me a quick rough idea of the formulations likely to work, but then have to make samples for practical challenge testing to verify. Yeah, the, the predictive microbiology very much is, uh, can be used in that sense of recipe development and even recipe change. So if you've got an established product and you want to change maybe the, uh, the level of salt, uh, or the fat type or the sugar type in the product, then predictive microbiology can give you that indication of what might happen if you did that. But then it would be best to go forward when you've got an idea of the best recipe to use to do a proper challenge test, when you can look at what does actually grow in that particular recipe of product. And does it tend to be applied to pathogens primarily or spoilage organisms and pathogens? What kinds of microbes? Okay, it can be used on both spoilage organisms and pathogens. With spoilage organisms such as uh, yeasts and moles that grow specifically in certain types of product, it can be very useful to see how fast they are able to grow because that really gives a, a good indication of the potential shelf life of the product. With pathogens, we tend to be looking at whether there's a possibility it grows or not. Is the pathogen just going to sit there and do nothing or is it going to grow and increase the risk to the consumer? And indeed, we've now seen in some um, European legislation the need to be able to know whether certain pathogens like Listeria monocytogenes can grow in the product or not, and how fast they grow. And the only way of doing that is to do challenge testing. Can it be applied to any type of product, or are there particular products that require challenge testing or predictive testing? I think the, uh, the main types of products that would be useful for challenge testing or to do challenge testing on are things like chilled type products which by their nature have a shorter shelf life that needs to be established quite effectively early on in the product development stage. So mainly it's going to be the, the chilled shorter shelf life products and of course there's a lot of interest now in reducing waste in foods and that it's really trying to push the shelf life to its, its maximum whilst maintaining safety and product quality. So again, challenge testing is a very good way of looking at this increasing the effective life of the product and reducing product waste.